Greetings, you are falling down the cosmic rabbit hole with yours truly, Monica, intergalactic host to the stars. Stella, you made it here today. As we spiral and hurtle through the universe with one another, I thought it would be fun to discuss something extraordinary. For a time now, I've talked with you about the land of Agartha, the magic, the world within our own, and how so close yet so far we are from it. Well, I decided that I would go and search for it myself in a way. So today, I want to tell you about my journey to the center of the earth. Let's explore the cosmic unknown with one another again. It's time to spiral. At the start of my initial search into this unknown, I reveled in the mystery. I wondered aloud with you, where in the world, pun intended, could we get to there other than in those mainly spoken about remote spaces of the Arctic, such as the North Pole or Antarctica? I took to heart and to adventure and started to research more on all of these alleged openings that led to the center of the Earth. It was curious to me, of course, the feats of man, though they weren't simple, was drilling a mere 7,000 feet, give or take, in the grand scheme of it. It is written that a believed few hundred miles below the surface separated us from the lost world. So even if we could drill long enough, or low enough slash deep enough, at the rate of several years it took to go even five feet into the earth, we'd have a long way to go. Yet the stories I read about in books and passages claimed entry from the most curious of places itself. For example, the book I mention often, The Smoky God, was one of the most wonderful tales. You may have heard separately, if not definitely, from my videos over the past year retelling the story of two men traveling inside the earth by way of the Arctic, the very same men whose stories so filled my attention from the start. I'm going to quote directly from the opening passages of the book, The Smoky God. It opens with this the author's foreword. I fear that the seemingly incredible story which I'm about to relate will be regarded as the result of a distorted intellect superinduced possibly by the glamour of unveiling a marvelous mystery rather than a truthful record of the unparalleled experiences related by one Olaf Jensen, whose eloquent madness so appealed to my imagination that all thought of an analytical criticism has been effectually dispelled. Marco Polo will doubtlessly shift uneasily in his grave at the strange story I am called upon to chronicle. It is also that I, a disbeliever, should be one to edit the story of Olaf Jansen, whose name is now for the first time given to the world, yet who must hereafter rank as one of the notables of Earth. I freely confess that his statement admit of no rational analysis, but have to do with the profound mystery concerning the frozen North that for centuries has claimed the attention of scientists and laymen alike. However much they are at variance with the cosmographical manuscripts of the past, these plain statements may be relied upon as a record of the things that Olaf Jensen claims to have seen with his own eyes. A hundred times I have asked myself whether it is possible that the world's geography is incomplete and whether the, that the startling narrative of Olaf is predicated upon demonstrable fact. The reader may be able to answer these queries to his own satisfaction, however far the chronicler of this narrative may be from having reached a conviction. Yet, sometimes, even I am at a loss to know whether I have been led away from the abstract truth, 
of a clever superstition or whether heretofore accepted facts are after all founded upon falsity. It may be that the true home of Apollo was not at Delphi, but in that older earth center of which Plato speaks, where he says, Apollo's real home is among the Hyperbeans, and a land of perpetual life where mythology tells us that two doves flying from two opposite ends of the world met in this fair region, the home of Apollo. Indeed, according to Hecateus, Leto, and the mother of Apollo, was born on an island on the Arctic Ocean far beyond the North Wind. It is not my intention to attempt a discussion on the theogony of the deities nor the cosmology of the world. My simple duty is to enlighten the world concerning a heretofore unknown portion of the universe, as it was seen and described by the old Norseman Olaf. There is a saying as ancient as the hills that the truth is stranger than fiction. End quote. So imagine that you're on a boat and a storm comes in after a while of rough riding and you are turned more than just around. That cold surrounding turns warmer, the salt water becomes fresh, the temperature becomes moderate and you see a false sun. It engulfs your interests, piques your fear as well. You've been sent somewhere new, though your compass still points north. You are now inside the interior of the planet. Earth and all its beauty has a most gorgeous hidden secret then, if it's true. I so often think about that word, truth. In many ways, there's different truths, and it's funny how it always seems to vary from moment to moment. I tend to lean towards the fantastic regardless, as I've said many a time, because all we know is not all to be known. I like these stories, but I even like more the daring pursuit of finding the extraordinary, or at least seeing how far the path will lead. And as we speak about those paths, I found myself willing to venture somewhere new. Instead of talking about the far out, I wanted to walk it. I was wondering what it was really like underground for real. How do cave systems work? Where do tunnels lead? If you may recall, some months back in China, a massive sinkhole was found with a prehistoric forest inside of it, rich with an abundance of plants and trees, a whole ecosystem preserved and lost to time. I read so much about hidden worlds and other realities, and thinking outside the box, you could come up with some gnarly conclusions. Daring then myself to be as brave as I was curious, as adventurous in the real world as I dream I am. So I found a cave, and I wondered, within it, would I find any indications that Agartha might have one of those truths to it? Let's take a quick break, then let's find Agartha. To the stars is what I always say, and I have no intentions on stopping anytime soon. <laughs> the Cosmic Journal line has been released on probably in a UFO.com. You can select from six beautiful hand-selected designs by yours truly as you are hurtling through outer space. This is the perfect gift for someone else or to treat yourself. Direct links below in the show notes. Happy spiraling. Let's get back into it. All right. So I don't know about you, but I think about Agartha a lot. It pretty much lives in my mind rent-free. An entire world beneath our feet, several hundreds of miles below the surface, and it's said that entrances are all over the place. Of course, to get to them, you don't go the route 
of the treacherous Arctic is going to be through parts of the Earth, such as cave systems and tunnels. Could all cave systems be connected then? What the tunnel systems throughout the globe in some way connect, or maybe lead somewhere new every time? These were the questions that I had before I decided that yes, I'd go and explore the cave systems just to truly get a feel for travel and to see sites of the hidden earth we don't ever get to experience. And it was out of this world. Well, in it. You know what I mean. When I first began my descent, it was a very steep decline. Disclaimer to for those who may worry, it was a guided tour, so I didn't just up and go into a random hole. I went down with about a dozen or two people, including two guides, and rather immediately the energy changed. Going from 100 plus degree weather to a dark environment with of just around 70 degrees instantly was an adjustment I had to make quickly. As I went through the varying different parts of the cave, I saw such beautiful formations, rocks which resembled creatures, humans, and all types of other things. I was taken with all of the beauty. Some rocks hung from the ceiling along with bats. There weren't many, but it was cool nonetheless seeing the handful that I did. One of my favorite and scariest parts was the Lake of the Moon Cavern. We got to experience total darkness in this room and one other. The limestone reflected light and what appeared to be faces reflected back on the stones whenever the flashlight was shown on it. There was a small crescent-shaped lake next to what appeared to be a foot with a mixture of stone and sand. They joked, calling it Bigfoot, but I've been a big fan of his story and few other legends since my childhood, so my mind went running wild with ideas. As I continued my walk through, we saw bottoms of sinkholes, huge open parts of earth with even more formations that are just indescribable. I have some videos up on my TikTok if you'd like to see them. I am currently in search now for books pertaining to cave systems and tunnels in regards to the path to lost worlds. The ones I have listed on my Amazon store recommendations list are great places to start, but I feel like I'm still just only getting started. I'll keep you posted on what I find. As for more locations you can go to, there's quite a few. I went within two hours, over a mile of walking, and a small but mighty 72 feet within the planet before turning around and heading up to the surface. There are more nearby caves, more intricate and far out, that I just might explore someday. The entire happening pushed a lot of my bounds, and I'm excited to say that I did it. One reading refers some 300 miles in the land to get to Agartha, and I recently talked about a drawn-up diagram of the interior makeup of the planet. The first time I saw this was while I was reading The Missing Diary of Admiral Richard Byrd. Allegedly, this was made up of his journal entries, photographs, and schematics, but more notably, there is many listed tunnels and cave openings that connect all throughout the world. They, they range in every part of the globe. 
even some cave systems, for example, and national parks, there's a theory that said where people go missing may actually end up inside the earth. If there's nothing else for certain, is that many of the stories that says the lost world appears almost without much difference in landscape gradually. More tunnel systems are said to be within and of course beneath large monuments, like the huge feet of an ancient civilization, the Egyptians, the great pyramids of Giza. There is much circulating and always has been of great interest to me. All the theories that go round and round those stones, their creations and depictions of otherworldly looking visitors. This incredible landmark of Egypt may cover a direct path into the planet and to a new world. Regardless of what it is and isn't and all that could be, we must stay vigilant in our curiosities. Stay open to the extraordinary and far out, or in this case, far in. Cave exploring was incredible, and I highly recommend if even once in your life you try it out. But in the meantime, there is always so much more to get into. But for now, I'll leave you with this. To keep an eye open and look up every now and then. You never know what incredible part of the universe wants to present itself to you. This podcast episode is brought to you by the contributors who have supported this from its beginning. Book recommendations and transportation links to my shop, socials, and more can all be found in the show notes. I thank you all for listening and have a stellar day. Hello, intergalactic listener. A quick update for you for the incoming ending of season one of the Cosmic Rabbit Hole. I will be taking a few weeks away from new content on the podcast and will be ending my very first season with a planned total of 12 episodes. Now, this is episode number nine officially, so you can expect three more spiraling inducing chats incoming. We will be talking strange concepts within our universe and probably others if you know you know. We'll be discussing more on lost worlds, paradoxes, theories, and ideas that will likely leave you with a headache of astronomical proportions, but nonetheless leave your curiosities piqued. I wanted to thank you all again, the hundreds of weekly listeners, avid fellow adventurers, book buddies, and just from wherever you are in the world and cosmos, I appreciate you being here and spiraling with me. It means all the stars in the sky that you do. Until our next fall down the cosmic rabbit hole together, keep it stellar. Bye.